Hi, I'm Kevin Harrington, an original shark from the hit television show Shark Tank, and you're listening to the Underdog Podcast. I've been too high up to fall, question marks, what's up with y'all? All we know is over time, barking like some underdogs. Underdogs, underdogs, underdogs. All we know is over time, barking like some underdogs. Underdogs, 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 underdogs. Guys. This evening, we have a very special treat. We have Pamela Barty. What's up, Pam? How are you tonight? So good to see you, Barter. So good to see you as well, Uh, Barter. It's it's always an honor. The honor is mine. (laughs) It has been from the day that we met. And uh, folks, this is Pamela Barty. We featured Pam about a year and a half ago when we were really just starting to build out Infinity X. Remember that? Yeah, I was was doing it brand new. I know. I was doing it from my kitchen table and. It's the way it starts. That's right. Amazon started in a garage. That's it. That's it. So we are the Amazon of podcasting, right? (laughs) We totally are. How far that we've come, though. You know, it's it's incredible. It's honestly insane. And like I see this setup here and I'm just like, this is the coolest thing ever because I remember (laughs) where it was like a year ago and it was pretty much exactly a year ago that we were here. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, that's right. It was last January. Yeah, it was last January. Yep, that's right. And to see it grow is tremendous. We've really along with you really leveled up and i think one of the things that we have tried to focus on very consistently is to bring value-added content relevant timely content based upon what's happening in markets based upon what's happening economically based upon what you want to see as a business owner as an entrepreneur and we're looking to give a stage to relevant relevant data you know relevant information and relatable information pam and you know tonight we're going to go really really deep on what you're up to in the world what you're putting out there some of the new incredible things that you have going on uh what we talked about today so folks pamela barty the underdog you can catch her on the underdog podcast pamela barty on instagram Pam and I had the good fortune, uh, I had the good fortune of meeting Pam about a year and a half ago through another ecosystem partner of ours. And I was absolutely blown away with, you know, where you came from leading up until the point that we first met. So, you know, Pam, what I do want to do is I just want to rehash before we get into what you're up to right now, uh, that journey. Why you call yourself the underdog? Can you get into that a little bit? For sure. So the real estate underdog, I mean, honestly, my parents were the OG underdogs 100%. that's original gangster for original all you yes yeah, <laughs> so like literally my parents so i i was born in tiran albania so my parents actually grew up in the communist era wow so in albania so they didn't have churches they didn't have you know what i mean like none of that they grew up in the government this is the government everything yeah. was the government right yeah. it was communism yeah. and so when i was born in 91 it was the collapse of communism yeah and so my parents Given the political climate, they wanted to get out of Albania. So we went to Rome, Rome, Italy. Basically, I was six months old until I was five years old. Okay. So, and then when I was five years old, moved to the U.S. What a change. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) English is my third language. Third. And so what was the crazy part is like, my grandmother put my parents' names in the visa lottery. Really? Yeah. And they didn't even know. So my parents tried a, a few times, didn't get it. And then my grandmother put the names in the day my little brother was born. My grandmother walked into the hospital and was like, hey, congratulations on your baby boy. By the way, your names got chosen to go <laughs> yeah. to the visa lottery in the United States. Unbelievable. And, and it was crazy. My dad was like, we're going. And my mom was hesitant because yeah. newborn son. I was five years old. No family over there. Didn't know English. Didn't know anything. No job security. Didn't know where they were going to stay. Like wow. when I say nothing. Yeah. Was set up like for them. shirt on their back. Literally. Shirt on their back. Literally. Holy mackerel. And so for wow. me, I'm like. You know, I hear that story and I'm just like, my parents came here and built something from nothing. That they're the original underdogs, right? Yeah. So my dad started working all types of weird jobs when we came here because he didn't speak English. Eventually got into the restaurant world. Owner became his mentor. Mentor gave him a down payment to go out and and buy a business. Folks, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Not only did he not speak English, he's six foot eight and he's in Boston, right? (laughs) Yeah, he's, just, he's a huge, yeah. tall guy. And like, honestly, like, you know, my, my dad was like, he was on roofs. He was putting away photos at Kodak, like wow. working back of house at restaurants, whatever he could do just to doing make to do. doing what he had to do. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. but his mentor became like his cheerleader, right? Like the owner of the restaurant. And he told them the way that you build wealth in America is one of two ways. A, you own real estate. B, you own your own business. Wow. And he could have kept yeah. him as an employee, yeah. but yeah. he chose to empower him. Did he seek out mentorship or did just that just no, automatically? Friendship. It's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Friendship. And yeah. he's like, you know, I, I 
came here and I sacrificed everything on the line for my family so that they can become something great and make something of themselves. Put that into perspective for a yeah. second, folks, because people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for that level of mentorship that just found, I mean, th- nothing happens yeah. by accident. That's incredible. 100%. That's amazing. Yeah. And so he gave my dad a loan, basically, to go out and buy a business. Wow. And so my dad went out and bought a restaurant. Huh. Okay. So in Boston, Why a restaurant, by the way? Because that's what he knew. He was working back of house, and so he started learning the operations, and yep. he felt like yep. he could do it himself. Yep. Which was really cool. And so my dad got into that world. And I started working there when I was 10. Because before that, I rarely saw my dad. I was home with my mom. My mom was doing whatever she could. Right? Um, To work from home because we were so little. And then I was like, I want to go to work with dad. And my mom's like, no. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I want to go. I want to (laughs) work with my dad. That's literally what I want to do. And so I would go when 10 years old, you know, like working with my dad. And so he's like, all right, go to the cashier and learn what the cashier is doing. And then like I would see how they would interact with customers and all that stuff. By the time I was 18, I was running the show. Wow. Okay. Because with you, my dad. Yeah. Because yeah. I was so ingrained in it. Yep. And I was treated as an employee from day one. Yep. My dad was like, okay, fine. You can work with me. But he went from chief officer of dishwashing to. Right? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, but exactly. you learned every single aspect every of single what aspect. it was, right? Yeah. And yeah. at the time, I kind of hated it, to be honest with you. Sure. I was like, I'm a middle school kid. I want to go to a middle school dance. Yeah. But I had to work until 8 p.m. And then I could go to the middle school dance. And no other kids had to do that. And at the time, you know, being a teenager That's a and young thing. and angry, yeah. <laughs> you're, like, yeah. you're like, I just want to out with my friends you know but like now i'm like oh my god that was the best experience i could have ever had because then by 21 i had two restaurants under my belt okay so hold the phone here folks okay so by 21 she had two restaurants yeah you were 18 when you started running the the original restaurant how did you duplicate oh yeah so basically i was running the whole show from my parents by the time i was 18 and so i had their model down okay by 18 okay and then from there i had my own restaurants after that but it was a little bit of a shift as to how I got there because that was not the original plan. A lot of people think like, okay, Pam was literally supposed to be an entrepreneur and she knew it and all of that. That is Born one big lie. Yeah, yeah. That was one big lie. Really? I was definitely an entrepreneur at heart. Still am. Mm-hmm. Always will be, right? Mm-hmm. But at the time, when I, w- when I went to my undergrad, I was going to go and literally work for someone after I graduated and then maybe own a business one day. And where'd you go to undergrad? Stonehill College. You went to Stonehill College. Yeah. And so I was there. And uh, first, I went into marketing. And then I had to take this applied calculus for business course. And that messed me up. Because I had almost a full scholarship to Stonehill. And then I had this course. I had like a 30 halfway through the semester. And it was literally the last week I can (laughs) drop a course. And I was like, I'm dropping this course. But I was like, I can't stand it. The professor's not helping me. And I was like freaking out. And I was like, this was a mandatory class. For my major, for marketing, and I literally went through like this was like my, my freshman year. I'm like I'm a failure. You're I'm a mess. Attack, I'm ha- yeah. yeah. I'm like because sure. I, I was in college. I was 17. I was younger than everybody else. Sure. Yeah. And I was freaking out because of my scholarship. I could lose it. So with that being said, I was like, all right. And so I literally dropped that class, and then that made me turn my entire major completely into communications. And then eventually, I got into wanting to create my own major. So I was the first one in Stonehill College history to create my own entrepreneurship major. Yep. So that was cool. And then because they had the minor, but nobody did the major. So I did interdisciplinary studies and created my own major in tandem. Created your own major. Yes. I love that. I in love tandem that. That's with as entrepreneurial as it gets right there, by the way. <laughs> in tandem, yeah. in yeah. tandem with everything else. Right. So like my communications, which was my formal degree. Right. And then, you know, I was like, I'm going to be in events and marketing at the biggest like event arenas in the Boston market. And okay. so that was my goal. Literally got an internship at the biggest one in Boston my junior year of college and I'm sitting there and I'm like all right like this is gonna be great this is gonna be fun cranked it the whole time yeah whenever I'd participate in corporate meetings I used to get yelled at because I was the intern (laughs) and I was just like driving but like I I always had this thing where like I don't like people telling me what to do like I don't know what like I was just like don't don't tell me what you know what I mean like if you ask me a question I'm gonna say to you I'm not just gonna sit there and be submissive and not listen right you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do my thing you asked me to participate so I'm participating and I used to get scolded at, whatever. So go into my meeting, my final meeting. <laughs> and 
I get my grade, and I'm like, sweet. I am anticipating a wonderful A. a yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm there yeah. every day. I'm I don't actually out. in college they even give A pluses. It's just 4.0, like, right? Honestly, it's just a, it's like, a, yeah. It's a, it's a it's an internship for college. Which, by the way, shows you how many A's I got in college, right? <laughs> it was literally like it was crazy because I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, you're supposed to get an A when yeah. you've participated, you've done everything that you were gonna do, and she's like, no, you, you, um, she's like, oh, you know, Pam, I'm giving you a B minus, and I'm like, B minus. What the hell? Yeah. B minus? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And so, but I didn't, you know, obviously didn't verbalize it. She probably saw the look on my face because I wear my heart on my sleeve, right? So I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? And she literally said three words that changed my life. Actually, four. You're just too ambitious. You're just too ambitious. And How first, did that land with you? Because that's um, a very awkward statement to make. It was like... How do I explain this? So I'm a Scorpio. We're known, <laughs> we're known as fire. Okay. Yeah. So what happened first was an internal rage that I was like, please don't come out and, and flip out and scream. <laughs> <laughs> right. Self-control. And then the other part was like this, like overwhelming, like sadness, like I had failed. And then like, I was like, oh no, you know, thank you so much. I appreciate all of you. And like all of that. And then I walked out of the door and then I kept going. I was like super sad and like I'm walking. I'm leaving the office. And then before I walk, like I literally walk through the thresholds as I'm leaving the building yep. to go outside. And it was like this voice inside my head that was like, Pam, you're okay. You're going to crush it. Mm -hmm. Do it for you. Like literally that's what I heard. Do it for you. And I'm like, was that, that the first time that you had that like bulb go off where it was like, yeah. Okay. I've been doing for others up until this point. They're like, do it for yourself. Yeah. That was the, like, yeah, yeah. the message yeah. was like, you've already got <clears> it. <throat> just crank out. Yep. Like, you know what to do. Basically yep. like your own business. To me, that meant my own business. Sure. And I was like, and I called my parents and I was like, Hey mom, Hey dad. Um, I just want to let you know, I'm not working for absolutely anyone. I wouldn't dare work for anyone when I graduate college and I'm going to do my own thing. Don't know what it is yet. I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you're going into your senior year. What are you talking about? You're supposed to be secure. You're supposed to be this. You're supposed and they're freaking out. Meanwhile, my dad, you know, my mom, that's my mom freaking mm. out. Right. Then my dad's like, right. Pam, so no problem. He's like, just let me sit you down for a second. If you want to get into business, you have to remember one thing. You got to have a big heart. Got to have a big heart. Yeah. He's like, wow. in business, you got to have a big heart. You got to want to help people. And that's how you'll be successful. And he's like, I know you can do it but it's going to be challenging. And I was like, challenge accepted. At that point, I didn't Ooh, even know what my challenge yeah. was. <laughs> it's like, I didn't even know what I was going to, I don't even know what I was doing. And so, you know, I spent some time figuring out what are my passions? What do I know? Right. And so I knew the restaurant industry, but I didn't necessarily want to dive deep in like the restaurant stuff. So I wanted like to start off in dessert. And you were still running two restaurants now at this point, right? No, no, this was before. This oh, was this my senior year. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, and so my senior yeah. year, I built out my like dessert cafe, which was called Ria Cafe. And so that was like those cafes in Italy sure. that you would see. Right. Yeah. And then I I got an offer to be a partner from a gentleman that I had interned with years prior to. And we had a contract that basically was in downtown Boston. Okay. Was the, it was a bistro, Charles River Bistro. And we controlled like all the July 4th operations and any operation that happened in the city of Boston in that one location, like wow. miles on stretch. Wow. And then I had that store. So I was spent my whole senior year working on these two. And that's how I had two restaurants basically by 21. Got it. Which was wild, right? I found myself immediately, like they both were in full swing by the time I graduated. And I found myself working like 14 to 16 hour days. Met these real estate developers who were just like, you know, and then watching Flip or Flop, all these shows that were coming on HGTV because that's yeah. when they really launched for the very first time, right? Yep, yep. And so I was like, dude, I need to build a different stream of revenue. What am I doing? Like, what? What is happening here? And so I was, I was like, I decided I want to be in real estate development. I want to just flip houses, keep my restaurants, yep. just build this as a different income stream flip houses, whatever, hired a coach, dove into that world. So hired a coach prior to flipping, flipping. Yes. hundred percent. Now in hindsight, how valuable was that? 100,000% valuable. It was scary even with a coach, yeah. <laughs> let alone without a coach. Yeah. I was like, I want to sidestep all of the obstacles. Yep. I want to learn from other people's mistakes. Not trying to make this myself because in development, you can lose thousands, like hundreds of thousands of dollars and I'm like I'm all set I yeah. want to bypass that because also people were investing in me at that time sure you know what I mean sure. and I didn't yeah, want to yeah. let them down and yeah. I have other people's money counting on me I sure. better know what I'm doing first flip generating almost 100k in revenue wow and I'm say that like, one more time first flip was how much almost 100k in revenue boom 
It's like 93, something like that. Mm. And I was like, holy what? And yeah. so I was like, let's yeah. rinse and repeat that. And then slowly my restaurants phased out, sold and leased those, and then stepped into the real estate game more. As I was moving forward, I was getting my real estate license and I got into the commercial realm and then just like kept elevating and elevating construction license. Like all these things started happening, but it was a stepping stone that all I said to myself was like, I just want to add a different revenue stream here. And then it transformed the whole game because I wasn't looking to change my entire career. Like all I was trying to do was just build something else so I could keep having more revenue streams coming in. And then it just changed everything. Unbelievable. And so, yeah, so that changed everything. Right. And then, and then you started to move into the arena of influence as yeah, well right that, that's, that's I mean, a whole new game they were kind of like simultaneous to one another what was it like you know what was your strategy looking like when yeah. you decided to start to you know call it monetize what you're good at right and leverage yeah. your influence out there well it was crazy so like i was crushing it yeah for a while like honestly and i got to a point in my career where i was doing so well in construction development and everything that i was doing and I had gotten to a nine-figure real estate career, which is I've sold, developed, acquired over 100 mil yep. in and around the Boston market, which yep. was and insanely how old awesome. At that time, I was uh, tw- almost 27. I was 27. 27 years old, over $100 million in, uh, deals. in, in deals. Yeah. Uh, just let that sink in for a second, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so it was super cool. It was super cool. And, like, I, and then I got featured in Forbes and in Time Magazine and like wow. all by 27. And like I also had paid off all my debts. I was financially free. And I was like just chilling. I was like, sweet, mastered this game. Life is awesome. Cool. And then it was around the time that my grandfather had passed. So he had pancreatic cancer. Hmm. And when he was sick, we were all around his bedside. Yeah. And we surrounded him. And I just remember at that moment, it was like, it was insane. Like we were just there and I just remember everyone talking about memories. Nobody was talking about money. Nobody was talking about work. Nobody's like it's memories and legacy. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. and in those moments I was like, dang, I don't ever want to be on my deathbed and say, I wish I worked more. I've never seen anybody do that. Everyone's wow. focused on legacy and memories and all these things. And so my life shifted. Like I was like, I, I want to do more. Wow. Like I want to do yeah. more. Yeah. You know, and that little yeah. voice inside my head kept saying, Pam, you're doing great and awesome for yourself. But what are you doing for the world? And that really got me. And I was like, damn it. I'm, I mean, I'm lining my own pockets. Like I, I, I achieved what I wanted to achieve in sure. this game. Yeah. And this is really yeah. exciting. But when you get to a certain threshold, you're like, what? A, like money's just not everything. Sure. Right. Sure. You know, and it's so impact. it's impact. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so yeah. I was like, how do I integrate? Like, how did I get here? Right. Because a lot of people ask me that. Hi, Pam, how'd you get to that level? at such a young age and it's like well it took a whole village of people around me it was Mm -hmm. my mentors my teachers my advisors like everybody like it took a whole village to create who i am yeah that's why when i hear the term self-made i'm kind of like that's not true because there's a lot of cheerleaders in your life that made you happen right so in my world i was like okay i was like i I really just want to interview people and like hear their story and maybe that'll inspire other people and spark something in them because they'll be from all different walks of life and we'll rock and roll. And initially it was supposed to be like a TV show type of setup. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. COVID hit and the studios closed down. Right. right. So then I so had to had position to it real quick right? and yeah. position into a podcast. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so I started doing that and like, it was insane. So I launched in 2020, 2020 and literally within like now it's 2022. We're in now 65 plus countries, top 1.5% of podcasts in the world top 100 entrepreneurship podcast and like just had some of the most insane guests like who's coming next i don't want to spoil it should i spoil it like (laughs) one one of the guests that's coming on (laughs) so one of the guests that's coming on super duper soon is kevin harrington original shark from shark Tank. original shark from shark Tank. yeah all right and then we had like the founder of reebok joe foster just like mind-blowing stories like bill dolan who literally died on a plane came back to life and just like shares that, like just the stories are unbelievable. And that blowed, that basically blew up to a whole nother level. And what that sparked in me was the whole love for like coaching and speaking for others. Excellent. Like that was, was like building different revenue streams is my thing. Yep. Like that's my jam. I know real estate really well and I know how to diversify that and learning different things and basically helping people, meeting them where they're at so they can break through and then move their financial strategies in. So through real estate and all different ventures and so now that's what I'm dedicated to. And mm. that's why I'm the real estate underdog. And I yep. help you build different streams of revenue 
through different elements of real estate and more. We so. are Infinity X giving a stage and microphone to human excellence. I'm joined by Pamela Barty, who is the real estate underdog. And I got to tell you, folks, if you're not paying attention, you need to pay attention to what she is up to. She's doing massive things. Pam, so you just recently launched a coaching program, right? Because, yeah. okay, so you were talking about how can you give back, yeah. right? And I know that your coaching program centers around a specific vertical that you yeah. are really, really good at. So why don't you put out to the good folks out there what you're up to in that space? Yeah, so in that space, so in searching for what is it that I want to do? How do I want to help other people build different streams of revenue? How can I coach them through? Yeah. So like one of the biggest business decisions that I made was I literally merged my brokerage with EXP Realty. EXP Realty. So with that, I literally merged them together. What brought you to that decision, by the way? Yeah. So I had a very good friend of mine, mm -hmm. Jem, and he, like, I've known him for a long, long time. Like, we would always talk about deals and different things. Not Jim, but you're a gem. Jem, right? yeah. He's a gem, exactly. <laughs> he's a real gem. And he is a real gem. And he was with, like, Gibson Sotheby's luxury agent for, like, 20-plus years. Yeah. Respected him yeah, tremendously. Yeah. And just, like, yeah. an absolute powerhouse, the sweetest human being and just super down to earth. Yep. And I remember it was, like, summertime and... And I was just like, yeah, you know, and I had been approached by many people in the sure. past. And I was just kind of like, listen, yeah. I'm a rogue kind of gal. I don't, you know, you like your I, independence. Very, yeah, I like my yeah. independence. Yeah. I don't like to affiliate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the business ethics are really important to me. Sure. Of course. And I don't like to make money off of other people if it's not of true value. Right. Like Love I, that. I have Everybody pay that. attention to that one. Right <laughs> an there. Issue Love with that. That. Yes. So bringing authentic value. So Jem, Jem sat down with me and he's like, Pam, you know, this aligns with your business goals tremendously because you are looking to go international. You are a beast in the broker drum. You are a deal maker. Mm -hmm. So on the agency side, it works out for you. You've got all the infrastructure and all the support. But I know not only that, you can bring in people to become a shareholder in this space mm. and you can help people build their own brand and do what you do. And I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. Why would I not do that? Why would I not be able to give someone an opportunity where they could be like a real estate broker without being a real estate broker? Sure. Yeah. And they create something that they own themselves that nobody can take from them, that they can build generational wealth if they wanted to through the revenue share program, or they can just crush it in real estate agency and just crush it that way, but keep more money in their pocket. Right. 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 So that's all sure, the that's different the key. revenue. That's streams. one of the big keys right there. Yeah. Right one of the big keys. And it's like, it's the coolest thing ever. I call it the democratization of real estate. <laughs> Take that and rewind <laughs> so it back. The democratization of real estate. Oh my God. You heard it here first. You heard it here first from Pam. That's Honestly. Amazing. And I mean, the, the growth has been tremendous because I mean, look at the great resignation. Yep. Yeah. People are it's chasing true. purpose. Yep. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Cause if that's the thing with COVID right now, right? For the first time you were broken out of your cycle. Wow. You were shaken up. True. You were forced yeah. out of your routine. That's something right. you wouldn't That's normally right. do. And what's that caused? I think that caused the great resignation. Yep. Where people were like. It was a cause and effect thing. Yeah, 100%, you're 100% right. Yeah. Where people it's like are like, why am I doing yep. this? Yep. Life is too short. You know, they hear people dying left and right of all these things. It's like, wh why am I doing what I'm doing? Sure. Does this yep. have value in my life? They're questioning for the first time. They're awakening for the first time. And it's like something tremendous that's happened in their world. And so everyone's chasing purpose. So with that being said, people want equity. They want to be part of something. They want something that they can build for themselves and their families. Sure. That's longstanding that can never be taken from them. You know what I mean? So the game is changing. You know, look at crypto. Mm. That's the decentralization of banks. That's right. The power is getting put back into the people. Mm. And systems are being broken for the first time in history. And it's causing major disruption. Crypto is causing major disruption in the financial yeah. markets. Yeah, it is. And then yeah. EXP is causing major disruption in the real estate markets because they're like, what the hell? They have a revenue share program. There's more money going back into the pocket of the agent because an agent's going to look at it, a model like EXP and an EXP, they say this, you can't unsee it. <laughs> once you see yeah, the once, model, yeah, once it's been there. <laughs> yeah. And once you're, you're an entrepreneur, so once you see the model and you're like this agency, Piece is so valuable. I put more money in my pocket. 80 20 split, cap at 16,000. And then you have 85 bucks a month that you pay a month. No franchise Wait, fees, say that royalties. One more time. $85 a month. Yeah. 149 start What's a fee. The, holy mackerel. Okay. How many royalty fees are, are people paying on the big name brokerages, marketing fees, and a whole bunch of other BS? I mean, I was told by, by Jem, he was giving Gibson Sotheby's like 15K 
average per transaction out of his pocket just because he was wow. affiliated with the name. Wow. And people were doing business with him because he's the brand. They didn't care he was with Gibson. So like they didn't care who he was. And that's what he figured out. He's like, I built my own brand. Why would so I, why, why would, would I give right, that exactly. up? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. so that's what I'm saying for the agency side. And then there's a whole revenue share side, which is like, you can build out a rock star team, empower them and they can go out there and crush it in their world. And you're not limited to state lines. You can play in an international scale, which but, is super cool. But your approach towards this is not traditional. No, right? it's not traditional in any way, shape or form, because you're, no. lo- you're looking to build a cohesive, call it one stop shop team. Yeah. So elaborate a little bit more on, on what that looks like, what the total design of yeah. how you're building out your team. hundred percent. So anyone who comes <laughs> onto my team, it's basically this. We look at where are you at and how do we integrate real estate in that world? And how do we bring in different affiliates and different partners? to help you on that mission. Mm. So it's like we got our own ecosystem of people. Like for example, a financial partner. Yep. You're my financial partner. If I bring someone to you, I know you're gonna take care of them, right? right? So we create yep. this massive yep. network of trust that just absolutely crushes it. And it's super powerful because it's like the relationship trust is there. Like I know 100% that if I bring someone on to you, you'll 100% take care of them, right? If you bring anyone on to me on the real estate side, it's like, well, 100% do that. And everybody's winning and it's the coolest thing ever. But it's like, you're also building different revenue streams. Sure. You know, what I've found yeah. Yeah. in the most high net worth individuals is that's what they do because that's how they protect their time and energy, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly how we do it. And even like Kevin Harrington, when I interviewed him, the way he became a one-stop shop was unbelievable. He was a business broker and had everyone on the same floor. And he leased out to them and like everyone would feed business to one another. And it was the coolest thing ever, you know, but it's a model that that works. And it's like a rising tide raises all, all ships. ships. That's and exactly that's what right. it's about. Yep. But when you get greedy, that's when that model doesn't work. Right. right. But if you are open and you're a giver, it's 100 percent the model for you. And it's super exciting and it can change your life. I mean, there's heavy numbers to be made in the in the EXP realm. Mm. Heavy mm. numbers, like people making millions a year in passive income, which is unbelievable. What do you find most challenging about being the real estate underdog? Yeah. So honestly, being the real estate underdog, it wasn't easy, right? Like I was this young female showing up on all these job sites <laughs> and all I these different things and, and like all these deals that I was creating. But you have to have the utmost confidence in yourself. Yep. But like to me, I'm going to quote Tony Robbins here. Ah, here we go. Love this. Business is a spiritual game. One hundred thousand percent. So for me, it was like, yeah, you know, I looked at my parents. I'm like, these are the OG underdogs. They made it against all odds. Like, how can I not? And the way that I would look at the model when I was having a hard time with myself, I'm like, I got to make it. There's no option. My parents are counting on me. They dropped everything. They sacrificed everything for me to become something great. Mm. period and so how are we going to break that how are we going to break that like anytime i had a hard day and i was like oh i don't know because don't get me wrong like i had my fear i had my anxiety and i was like i don't know how i'm gonna do this you know like <laughs> like literally i'd have an electrician like he'd be on site and he'd be like oh pam where do you want the flush mount lights and i'm like hamana 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 the hell is that and i was like hold on i have a phone call i go outside and i google, google. and i go back in and i'm like yeah you can just put it right there and like right here and like and, and I was just, sometimes you've, you've got to just do it. You have to get thrown into the fire and just roll okay. because that, that's really what it comes down so, to. You just go. So let's build off that. Yeah. Right. Because I know another thing that you have launched is an educational curriculum. Oh yeah. So let me hit on this for a second, guys. Right. So anybody who thinks that you're going to go out there, find a property, flip it, at a capital gain within a six-month period of time, and there's not going to be any interruptions. It's going to be easy peasy. I find it. I sell it. Have a nice day. They got another thing coming, right, Pam? And so, oh, God, and, and, yeah. and so go into a little bit, if you would, around number one, flipping a home, yeah. and then number two, what drove you to build out that educational curriculum? Absolutely. So in thinking about what's my legacy and my impact, right? So like EXP is a big part of it because I'm building out a team that's going to be doing exactly that. Yep. Like I'm not just teaching you how to go out there and sell real estate. That's ridiculous. You know, like, I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people do it and that's, that's awesome. But it's like, how do we take that to the next level? How do we create different revenue streams for you through real estate? Like, let me teach you commercial real estate. Let me teach you development, ground up deals. Like, let me teach you how to flip, right? So all these different verticals and different ways that you can make money. And not only that, but like business strategy advice too. Like sure. 
but I start with also the life component, which is like making sure your mind, body, and spirit are all connected and aligned mm. so you can break through and then you can, I can take you through all these different avenues because I'm not going to bombard you with all these different elements. If you're not spiritual. If you're, it, no, just, yeah, it, like if you're not right with holistically yourself. Holistically fit with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Lauren Hill, yeah. how are you going to win if you're not right within? Amen. Amen. Lauren Hill, Miss Education, still one of the best albums of all time, by the way. 100%. Yeah. And so that's another thing is like, you know, you got to look at it and how does this integrate into your life? Because I have all these different options, but let me help you get to where you want to be based on your goals and your visions and where you're at in life right now. Right. So w one thing that I'm creating and my course that just launched the foolproof flipping formula, that's my A to Z on how to flip houses. Cause that's where I found my success. And I found a lot of people were like, Pam, I'm super interested in your course. Like, Oh my God, like I want to purchase it. It's going to be awesome. So I literally created it. And now it's like my A to Z with all the contracts, all the manuals, like legitimately everything that you would need. Cause what I found with a lot of the courses was it's a lot of theory. A lot of theory, a lot, a lot of this yeah. smoke and mirrors. Like yeah. you're going to get your ROI. You're going to make 250,000 in a year. Da, 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 da. It's like, great. Theory sounds awesome. But what is the applicability? How do I actually like tomorrow start this process? What's the first thing that I do? How do I look for the deal? How do I source the deal? How do I then analyze that deal if it's profitable or not, depending on what financing you're uses, which I use Excel spreadsheets to make that happen. Right. I analyze everything to the T, how you meet with an owner, literally my scripts and what I say to them. Is that right? That's everything. And all the rehab manuals for the construction management. Nobody focuses on the construction management. Nobody I does nobody this. Nobody does. Nobody does this. Literally. That, and that, so, that I've had exposure to. Well, literally. And my thing was, I wanted this to be the course that I wish I had when I started. Yeah. Because I kept finding myself in circles, constant, constant circles. And I was like, this is just not right. I want to provide the most value. So my course, that's the first one, but I'll have many more coming, many more courses coming so that people can learn from me without, you know, on their own time, if you will, right. You can plug into these courses and, and learn a bunch. And is there video content in addition oh, yeah. to PDF content in there? A hundred percent. Yeah. There's video content of me explaining everything. And then there's all the workbooks, manuals, and sheets that tell you like the go to and the how to and who to connect with. Yeah to make that happen. Yep. And um, yep. it's all automated and you do it on your own time. So. so let me just take a step back here for a second, folks, because when, you know, I, I have conversation every single day with individuals that are aspiring to move into real estate. Pam, you know that. You yeah. know? And, and a lot mm -hmm. of it is, well, what do I do first, right? The, the, the answer to that question is, well, who are you aligning yourself with? Right. You know, because if you're going to go into something like real estate investment, right, it can go very well or it can go very, very poorly. 100%. And so what she, what Pam is sharing is that over years of experience, she created a point A to point Z manual step by step for all the different intimacies of what yeah. it's going to take to buy and flip a property right. and do so at a hefty capital game. Right. I mean, yeah. Now, yeah, what areas geographically do you typically focus on? I focus mostly in the Boston. In the Boston. Because right? that's yeah. my market and that's what I know well. And I talk about this in my course. Pinpoint yeah. your three cities that you know, like the back of your hand. Ooh, like that. And tap into them. Find the best agents. And I, I literally tap in and tell you go to insurance agents. Everyone who's, who can feed you business and you guys can work together. Yep. I mean, there's so many sources. But real estate is, at the end of the day, a relationship built business. It's a neighborhood business, right? People business. Yeah. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And like, it's all neighborhoods. You're, you're investing in neighborhoods and you have a big responsibility as a developer to do the right thing, right? So there's so many layers that come with being a real estate developer. But my A to Z was like, here's how you take it. And here's exactly what I did. Here's my formula. Here's how I analyze deals that you know what your profit's going to be before you even put in an offer. A lot of people are like, I wish I knew how Say to do that. Say that again. Wait a second. So you know exactly what the ROI is going to be on it before you go into it and even yeah. make the offer on it? Yeah. How do you do that? Literally, I, I put in a 20% contingency on all of my construction budgets because I always know something's going to go over sure. or whatever. <laughs> you know, and like with flips and stuff, like it's really easy to get twisted in those but I've done it long enough that I know exactly where it should be or where it should land and I put a 20% contingency so I stay as conservative as possible so if even if we go like only 10% over budget well then I make more money then that's great sure right but like sure. you should never go into a deal assuming that it sounds good to you it's like no run it through the deal analyzer spreadsheet that I have and it'll tell you like to the dollar what you should be making mm. and you plug in there how long you're going to hold it how you're going to finance it how much money are you putting into it yeah. your budget like all of that 
Yeah, everything's in there. And that analyzes and that gives you a good snapshot of the type of liquidity that you ought to have going yeah. into the deal because of the length. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. That makes perfect Which sense. Which is so cool. Yeah. And so I'm like, this is my flipping formula. So you yeah. can plug in and, and literally rinse and repeat. And like, I know it's going to be the number one course for flipping out there, period. And for all you good folks out there, the name of that course again. Foolproof Flipping Formula. Foolproof Flipping Formula. Where, they can, where, where can they find that, Pam? Yeah. So that's on my Instagram. Like just click on the link on there and it'll explain everything that's in that's in that you can get pamela barty on instagram pamela underscore barty foolproof flipping listen if you want to get into that game i i would highly recommend checking that out yeah. see for yourself dm pam have a conversation directly with yeah. pam how does your morning routine look like oh my god every single day looks crazy different right this is like like today i'm here in jersey all day right like and tomorrow i'm back and cranking at deals and meeting on different sites so the most important thing when you're balancing so much at a time just in life in general and honestly i think one of my strongest things to be able to balance all that i do is time blocking mm. writing it all down like i literally still use an agenda and a planner yep. and i'm like writing it down i'm like yep. from seven to eight, I'm doing this from eight to nine. I'm doing this. And then like, I put aside time for myself too. Cause self-care is super important, especially as entrepreneurs, like sure. Saturday, yep. mm -hmm. Saturday at 11 AM. Don't bother me because I'm no, uh, from nine 45 to 11 AM. I'm in yoga. Leave me alone. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like, so you, I almost set it like an appointment with myself. So time yep. blocking is really critical. And you know, in terms of morning routine, I try to get up and I try to th think about the things that I'm grateful for. It puts me in a great mindset. Um, and then I go on and I work out and then I get really into beast mode. And then if I have the time, I try to use Scott Tennant's uh, medical device. Dr. Oh, sure. Dr. Tennant's Shout device. out to Scott Tennant. Seriously. Tennant I, Institute. I love you and Keith so much, Scott. You guys are amazing. Um, but basically it's, it's like the recharge pack where it's like you're re recharging your entire body and it like resets everything. And then I'm ready to like run through walls then I have my protein shake and then I'm ready to run through walls, you know, but it's again, time blocking and organizing everything, having your schedule and your calendar links and like all of that, you know? So, so that's been, that's been super critical for me in terms of the morning routine. So that was for that question. And then the next one is how many hurdles did you experience as a female in a male dominated world as you launched out entrepreneurially? Great question. <sighs> that's a great one. Great question, man. That is Looking so good. This one. Oh man, I, I used to walk on site and people would be like, okay, so where's your boss? <laughs> oh boy. And I'm oh, like, uh, like, yeah, I'll give her a call. <laughs> you know, so the people who didn't know, I was, <laughs> you know, but like, I was like, you know, you just take it with a grain of salt. And, and what I, what I found was it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, when you first meet somebody, if you show them the respect and the admiration and you treat them well, they're always going to reciprocate. If you're an absolute a-hole and you're like, have your ego up your, you know what, it always will go south on you. Right. So like what I found was even with the guys, even though it was male dominated and all that stuff, you know, it's like I showed my knowledge and I was very kind to them and I was super confident. And so they never pulled games with me. Right. Never. Right. And so like, cause yeah. I like knew my stuff and I was like, and then if they tried to test me on something, I would check them very quickly, which is kind of uncomfortable. I've only had to do that a it's couple never of times. Out, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, but but I've never, you know what I mean? Because I was always kind to them, treated them like family, yeah. and I just said, you know, it's the mutual respect, and you won't have issues if you do that. But yeah, on a mental block, you could get stuck in that. But I also had an, an incredible role model, Cindy Stumpo, who like was literally grinding it out since the 80s. Now she builds, I mean, she's always built mega mansions in the mm. Boston area and she was a f like tough cookie like HGTV she had her own TV show Tough as Nails mm. and watching oh, her yeah, yeah, yeah. watching sure, her watching her yeah. like I remember when I first started I went to her office and I was like hey Cindy like I know you don't know me but she's the only woman in construction that I know and I went up to her and I was like I know you don't know me but I really admire who you are and what you do and how you stand up for yourself and like get ish done Yeah. and gave her a huge hug and she literally stopped Gave me the biggest hug. She's like, honey, whatever you need, call me. So I Can't had to put a price tag on that. Yeah. No. Yeah. And like, I literally had that role model right there who was like a tough cookie. So I'm like, Cindy made it through this. Like I can make it through this. Right. So like when people see a real life role model, that's everything. So that's how you can break through your mental blocks. Cause you see someone who's actually doing it. So that's something that really helped me. And then the other question is what advice would you give to the budding female entrepreneur with all that you've experienced? 
great question. Such a great question. And honestly, it goes back to regret is far worse than fear. Mm. A lot of women, and I love you females. I love you women who are watching right now. I know that you doubt yourself. You question yourself. Am I good enough? Am I worth it? You absolutely are. You absolutely, absolutely are. (laughs) But like, it's really the truth that you are 100% worth it. And it's like, we always question ourselves. Like as women, especially we're like, am I good enough? It's like, you were created in this earth to be here for a reason. You were birthed here with a purpose, a soul purpose. Follow your intuition and it will never let you down. And believe in that. Because God, the universe, whatever you believe in has got your back. 100,000%. How can you be scared when you know you've got the creator behind you? You can't fail. Like that's my whole like thought process of like, you're on a diving board, you're about to jump into the pool and it's cool. It might look scary at first, right? But you do it because you know, you're going to literally climb back up. Like gravity is going to pull you back (laughs) up. And it's the same thing. The universe has always got you. Maybe something may not go as wonderful as you like it to, but I promise you it's going to get you to the next level there there's been times that i've been scared out of my mind the transitions from restaurants to real estate real estate now into this world of coaching and speaking and building out teams and stuff and even i've questioned myself sometimes like am i good enough like am i gonna make it am i gonna help people am i gonna and the answer is always like yes pam you're gonna do it push yourself because someone out there is counting on you and you got to do it for them and then i remember my parents and then it puts everything into perspective of like okay all right like there's no room for failure here like let's go you know so mm. that would be my advice just ignore the fear if you can yep. right and just keep moving forward you are 100 percent worth it just believe in you and keep rolling pam so with that in mind you talked about spirit the next five ten years of your world is yeah. going to look even drastically different than what it does right now yeah take us into your future what does that look like absolutely so what i envision is empowering in the next five years, at least 500 individuals on my team to mm. be financially free and rewrite their family history through that. Rewrite their family history. Yeah, because when, when, you, yeah. when you create someone who's financially free, you, they do that for their whole generational line. Yep. You break through the cycle of poverty. So that's really my goal is to build a massive team who's crushing it and then inspires the world, right? And what I also see is myself on massive stages in the next five years as well speaking into people. I really want to be the cheerleader for them to be the one to say, listen, I believe in you. You got this. I don't care where you've been. None of that. What matters is where you're going now. Yeah. And so speaking is definitely a big thing. More courses, definitely more courses so that we can reach on a worldwide platform more and more individuals and educate them right in the real estate space, the entrepreneurial space, all of that. And, um, and then next is, you know, my, latest organization yeah. which i've launched with yeah. my amazing partner jesenia nozalilo if you're watching girl love you my soul sister but she and i what i've found in my success and meeting some of the most incredible people in the world is that they're deeply spiritual and nobody talks about it yeah i'm like what the hell but then <laughs> tony talks about it on stage tony robbins and he says business is a spiritual game absolutely right yeah. so the more spiritual you are the more giving that you are the more you create the more abundance you create in this life Right. So her and I have teamed up together to create Ether Alchemy. And so basically we're creating worldwide retreats. Wow. And so we're intersecting the world of business and spirit and adventure all in one wheelhouse. Oh, incredible. So that's awesome. So that and, you know, we're inviting in business leaders, you know, we want to unlock your soul potential. Right. Like, let's clear you out spiritually. Let's get to the core from there. Let's get you clear and then let's move into the action plan of where you want to be, right? So that's my whole thing is like on the coaching realm is like I really want to get heavy in that um, and do these retreats worldwide with her and, you know, find your purpose workshops and things like that. And then building out my real estate teams and just the courses and the speaking and all of that. Just essentially, I want to ignite the underdog in everybody mm. and teach them how to build different streams of revenue in their world. That That is my goal the next five to 10 years and Incredible. pretty much the rest of my life. Like, I think I've figured it out. My purpose, <laughs> like, that's where it is. <laughs> you, think, you think you got to figure it out now? A if you bit. didn't have it before, you do now, Pam. Yes. I got, um, you guys want to stay up with Pamela Barty. I feel like it's keeping up with the Joneses here. It's keeping up with the Bartys, right? Or the Moshe group. or <laughs> what, you know. hey, Speaking of foolproof flipping, Pam, economically right now, right? Inflation, 42-year yeah. high. Right? Holy Jesus, yeah, yes. You know, yes. and, you know, supply chain, 
challenges construction, right? Oh. What are some things that you're seeing, and what are some things that you've done to pivot in in you know, you know, just in, in lieu of you know lack of you know call lack of supply or increased cost of goods? Yeah. So so I've been hearing about a financial collapse since 2019. Mm. So I've been positioning myself since then. Unless I get a smashing deal on something. I'm yeah. not buying anything. Really? Mm-mm. Okay. And I still had some long-term projects. I closed out 13 of them okay. in 2021. And now I'm focused pretty much on just my rental properties and everything that I've got and focusing primarily on just the coaching and the speaking and all that world. So I've already pivoted, right? But that's because there was a lot of life transitions and things like that. Yeah. But there's a scary time in the market coming right now. I think it's going to affect financial markets, which it already is, um, and the real estate markets. Without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, forbearances because of COVID, there's so many things happening with all that short, short, short sales and foreclosures are at an all time high right now. It's really horrible. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's horrible, but it's, you know, it's, it's also it's not an exciting it's just, time yeah, for like, yeah. it's an exciting time for investors because they're like, oh my God, but at the same token, I'm like, how do I help these people? Because again, this is going to be insane what's coming. If someone didn't have the money to pay their mortgage three months ago, what makes you think a lump sum of three months payments altogether, they're going to be able to do it now? It's not going to change What's anything. the likelihood? It's just the hamster wheel. Yeah. yeah. What's the likelihood? Right. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's just, it's really tough. And like the way that inflation's going, construction materials are up three to 400%. Like I'm not trying to say doom and gloom. I'm trying to say buckle your seatbelts because I think we're entering into something really massively huge in the markets and you want to be as liquid as you possibly can and as debt free as you possibly can and to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that are coming real soon because i can tell you banks and lenders are tightening their lending restrictions they've already stopped a few home equity lines of credit some banks have already stopped doing those because they Mm. believe that the the valuations on on real estate are too high right now which is scary to think about and so wish they would have stopped in 2008 right <laughs> yeah. right exactly didn't really make that happen but exactly so that's the thing is like pivoting into the markets it's like you know what are your goals like financially like how, how you sure. guys put together financial strategies it's like how are you going to weather the storm because i was literally sitting at the exp conference last august in dallas and yeah. and tony's like tony robbins is like you know you guys you guys are doing great you know it's the summertime right now for you it is summer season. You guys are making money. You're living the dream. You're doing this. You're doing that. But winter's coming. But winter's coming. Mm-hmm. Are you prepared? Right? Are you prepared? Like, how are you over leveraged right now? If you are, sell it. <laughs> <laughs> sell it. Take, like, like move. Like, just look at your strategy. If you have an asset that you're going to hold on to for the next 10 years, by all means, keep it. If you're planning to sell it within a couple years, I would do it now. Yep. You know what I mean? Just look at, are you over leveraged? How much debt do you have? How much liquidity do you have access to? Should God forbid something happen? Do you have those streams of revenue coming in? Key. This mm-hmm. is why I'm so keen on different streams of revenue because I've seen so many people lose their shirt because I lost my job. Then I lost everything. Well, damn. Yeah. It, had you had yeah. a bunch of different things in place, that would have never happened. That's so true. You it's know? so true. You know, it's it. You know, like when 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 somebody, whether they're somebody yeah. like yourself who's a powerhouse, yeah. or just somebody who's emerging. You know, when they come into us and see us for the first time, what yeah. do we do? We, we mm-hmm. look underneath the hood, put them onto the epic wealth builder, create a balance sheet, understand asset liability, cash flow, good, bad, and indifferent. Yeah. What's deductible debt? What's non-deductible debt? How many months of you know, call it sleep well at night account that you have, or yeah. you know, strategic reserves. It's no different for people who are operating in your position that have done yeah. over a hundred million dollars of real estate than somebody who's just starting out, Pam, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's different for everybody. Yeah. But it's like yeah. what does your debt look like? Like what is everything. It's absolutely critical to make sure you're not over leveraged and watch your debts. Right. Pam, now. let me ask you another question. So, you know, at the beginning of you know, I think it was I believe it was the beginning of last year, the middle point of last year. Um, they, at one point, I can't recall exactly when it was timeline. They were talking about 1031 exchange, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And maybe eliminating 1031 exchange, right? That was a, a rumor for. Uh, Let's a not talk time. about that and remind the government about that policy. <laughs> <laughs> Please do not do Amongst that. the word, you know, Joe, turn your volume as down low as you possibly can. Please. Please. <laughs> With that in mind, though, how do you, you yeah. how do you leverage 1031? So that is a very powerful tool. 1031 exchanges are basically like you could sell a property and then buy something else within six months tax-free. So those proceeds go directly to that property. 
And then the way that you bypass that is you buy that property and then say it's free and clear. Then you do a cash out refi and you get your money tax free. Mm. I just dropped a bomb on you people. You guys, hey, you guys <laughs> just received an atom bomb within about a five second period of time period. Go over that one more time, Pam. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, like, say you use 1031 to basically purchase another property. Right. Well, guess what? Now you own that property. I don't know what your mortgage is on it or whatever, but if you've got equity, you can do a cash out refinance, get your money, and that's tax free. I see people do it all the time, other investors. And I'm like, dude. I've done it too. I'm like, this is the greatest. It's like the loophole. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's not really a loophole. Right. Because it's the equity that you've built in it. Obviously, this is where numbers come in. And analyzing that deal is critically important. And when somebody buys your educational content, Pam, is this yeah. the type of education that you provide to them? Yeah. And, and, and like, yeah. what, is it, what does that look like? Is it ongoing coaching? Like, what's, yeah. the, what's the structure? So in my real estate teams that I'm building out, anyone who's on my team directly, I coach directly and huh. I teach them all the different strategies and then depending on what strategy they choose I'll mention things like this yep. like loopholes and things that they can make more and strategies that they can compound but it depends on what they're doing right like somebody who's only wants to sell real estate they're not really going to care about the 1031 exchange no, but right, yeah so it's really it's, it's much like yeah, you yeah. where you're creating the financial strategies based on the financial background mine sure. is like let me look at your life picture. How are we integrating real estate? How do you want to diversify in real estate? And then we pick and choose. And you work in partnership with exactly. somebody like me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. And then we figure it out. Like, what's the best strategy? Okay, well, if you flip, here's what you can do. Yep. 1031 that. Cash out refi. Go use that cash out for something else and rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. So there's, there's people that I know that do that on a massive scale with commercial properties. It's insane. It's absolutely insane, and it's super powerful. Incredible. When I first met Pam, I, I knew that I was in the presence of somebody who was doing things at a different level and was, you know, in my mind, going to be great. I didn't realize how fast that you were going to accelerate not only what you're doing in the real estate game, but also in your influence, you know? Yeah. And so it's so obvious to me why I'm so grateful that you're a business yeah. partner and that, you know, we have we have the relationship with that we do, Pam. It's just been so incredible tonight. It, oh man, you're an absolute rock star. You and Rob, just like I adore, I love and respect you guys so much because you're, you're there to help people. Any you know, parting, at the end of the day. Yeah, any parting shots for the, thank you. Yeah. And any parting shots amazing. for the group before we, uh, we finish up tonight? Yeah, absolutely. So just remember, regret is far worse than fear. Go out there and get it. Like, what do you have to lose, really? You think about, Nothing. like, you think about fear and it's like this mental block. At the end of the day, it's like, just go out there and get it. So what if it doesn't work out? Okay, you pivot, you do something else. Like, it's all good. Like, whatever you have in your mind that you came tonight thinking in your head, is this thing right for me or whatever you've got going on in your mind? This is your confirmation that yes, it's true. Rock and roll. I believe in you. You got this. Okay. So I want to say that. And then the second part is like, you guys can, I mean, I'm, I'm partners with Dave. He's absolutely incredible, but like reach out to me on LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever DM me, like any questions you have about real estate, like really anything in life. Like I'm happy to help you. I'm here to serve. I'm here to be an asset to you and honestly provide as much value as I possibly can. Because I want to see you rock your world. Then you're going to rock more worlds and it's just going to be awesome. So Incredible. thank you so much. Oh, Pam, I see you in our future. And folks, thank you again for spending time with us. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Catch us next week, always dropping on Thursdays. And remember, if you're interested in real estate, or want to learn how to create more money and magic in your life, check out meetwithpamela.com and let's chat. Sending you so, so much love. All we know is over time, working like some underdogs. Underdogs. Underdogs.